What is every musician's goal? Tone. Cutting through all the who makes what is exhausting. Colossal Cables has put you and your instrument first by using only the best of the best so you can achieve the tone you deserve. The old saying, you get what you pay for is no joke, but don't be price gouged by the inferior cables that loses tone by the foot. Colossal Cable has put the tone back in your hands. XLR mic cables, speaker cables, instrument cables. See their full line at www.colossalcable.com and take your tone back. All right, guys. Well, hey, it's the animal, and I'm here with none other than the great guitarist and voice, Stephen Gaines. Man, how you doing today? Oh, I'm doing well, man. How are you doing, Mr. Animal, sir? <laughs> man, usually whenever people say sir, it's followed by you're causing a scene. <laughs> are you used to that? Only in New York. <laughs> well, it's New York. I mean, come on now. Right. Yeah. <laughs> now, doing good here, man. Thanks so much for having me on. Wonderful, man. Hey, you know, me and you actually, we've been friends on Facebook for a couple of years now. Sure. And mm-hmm. we actually got to meet face to face earlier this yeah. month in uh, Dallas. In Dallas, Texas. What a great place that was. Oh, man. Dude, that thing had some stuff going on, didn't it? Oh, dude, that was sad. I literally walked in there and could have gone bankrupt. I mean, I was sending photos and videos to friends of mine, other guitar players and bass <laughs> players and whatever. But, oh, man, you're going to be in so much trouble when you come home. I came home with one item, just a couple of uh, uh, speed knobs. Oh, so really? I spent, a whop- I spent a whopping $9. <laughs> in a place you could have spent millions and they would have still had you know inventory left over. Oh, I know. Gosh, it was just, it was amazing, man. Just so many, so many beautiful guitars, beautiful pieces, and just oh. friendly people. I mean, you got to remember, I'm living out here in Los Angeles, and it's, I really noticed a difference in people. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. Everybody just across the board was so friendly. And as soon as I land back here in L.A., when I got off the plane, it's like, man, here's right back to that tribalism again. It's like, our people, your people, stay your distance. Uh, exactly. And, and I, I don't get that, because, you know, I'm a, I, in my industry, I've got to be a people person. You have to be, yeah. And anybody in the music industry, you know, you you thrive off of the fans. You thrive off of people coming up and saying, hey, I checked this out. Let's talk about it. Sure, 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 sure. Yeah, and it's about your relationship with people. I don't know if enough people really understand that, but if you make people feel good about themselves, they go away thinking, hey, that's a pretty nice guy, pretty nice gal, whatever. Right. Then, um, you know, then they're going to remember that more than they're going to remember anything else. But if your first exchange is, boy, that dude was an a-hole. No, it's just not going to, it's not going to go well. Okay, so. And you'll remember that forever. (laughs) Let me tell you a little story about an (laughs) (laughs) a-hole. I was in central Kansas doing radio up there. And I went to a guitar show that was basically, you know, five guys misogynistically even playing their guitars. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the Steve Vai tour. Oh, God, yeah. yeah. And so uh, I, I'm standing there talking to. <laughs> I'm standing there talking. Sorry, I'm gonna laugh. Give me a sec. <laughs> <laughs> Go on. Go on. So I'm standing there talking to uh, Zach Wild, okay. and Ingve uh, Momsen goes walking by, and I said, "Dude." Yeah. It's, it's, it's an honor to meet you. It, it's great to be in the same stage area as yourself. And he looks at me and he goes, I bet it is great for you. I just looked at Zach and he's like, dude, you don't have to be a dick all the time. <laughs> See, but Zach's the kind of guy that can say things like that to people because he yeah. really doesn't care, you know. Well, but I think people know, yeah, you know. And what's funny is, you know, everybody sees Zach as this really big guy. He's really actually a little guy. I mean, I mean I'm, he's like 5'10". But he's well, built, you know. Oh yeah, yeah and and yeah. he's and he's got the beard that scares you know young children. <laughs> no, I love Zach. Zach's a great guy. Yeah, 
That's great, man. I've not actually met him, but know enough people that know him and have worked with him and things like that. And just, yeah, I hear nothing but good reports. Oh yeah. And uh, just, uh, yeah, all of that. That's fantastic. Yeah. But you know, so let's, let's dive into this, uh, Go for it. anger as art. Mm-hmm. Dude, what is up with that? I mean, I, okay. I'll be honest with you. Wasn't real familiar with it until okay. I plugged it in and Holy God, I think my eyebrows burn off. <laughs> what's what what's your guys's formula what what do you guys sit down and go okay we're gonna do something about this and you make it happen what is that well it kind of started by accident it really did i was playing back in 2003 2004 in about five or six bands all at the same time and all five or six bands imploded at the exact same time oh, yeah. uh, there was one band that imploded spectacularly where when we were on tour i was in cleveland ohio stuck in a, a hotel room for about two days so i can get my flight out oh. and sat there and said well okay here's what i'm gonna do i've just i've written all these songs i'm gonna do one more demo tape and just going to release it, and then I'm done with music altogether. I'm just going to, you know, go back to doing HVAC. <laughs> <laughs> and it turned out, so I ended up doing this recording where I played all the, all the, uh, all the instruments. I programmed it with a drum machine, and uh, the response was just overwhelming. And that ended up blossoming into a band, and that's where it came from. But it literally was that. I was so angry as I was sitting in that hotel room. And just it, that might be the name for it if it ever becomes anything. It's just converting your anger into a form of art instead right. of doing something destructive. Because there's a lot of emotion that goes with anger, as we well know. Oh. And if you can channel it, in, what's the lyric from the Pantera song? If I can channel my hate to productive, I, I don't find it hard to impress, or whatever the lyric was. But yeah, yeah. channeling that that negative into a positive. And it's just, it's just worked. I'm actually a pretty happy guy these years. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know... And, and the thing is, is, is checking out these songs and, and just really, you know, sitting there and I'm, I'm one of those kind of people, I'll pull a song apart. I will sit there and I'll, okay. I'll first time I listen to it, I listen to the guitar parts. Then the next okay. time I listen to it, I'll listen to the bass. Then I'll listen to the drums and I'll listen to the vocals and I'll listen to it as a whole. And sure. no, I don't have some magic spell where I got, you know, individual tracks of everything, but I, <laughs> I, I pull it apart in my brain and I'm mm-hmm. sitting there going, good God, this is, this is, this is such angry music. But the message is pretty clear. You, know, you, you get a lot of those bands that it, it's a very aggressive message, right? but there's no tonality to it. You're hitting something on the head there. Uh, people have asked me, how do you describe yourself? What, if somebody has never heard you, how would you describe yourself? And I joking, I have to say it with a laugh, because <laughs> otherwise people would take this too seriously. Imagine if Slayer was melodic and sing-along. <laughs> and that's it that, that's exactly it you, you, i don't care who you are i don't care what walk of life you come from you listen to this and you're going dude i can relate to that i, I can be a part of that right because everybody has a job that bless you there brother no, but um every, everybody has a job that they don't like Everybody is stuck in a situation in life that they don't like, and they feel trapped by it. They need some kind of a release, whether yes. it's one day a week, five days a week, you know, ten days a month, whatever it might be. Sometimes you just need to go. It's the equivalent. It's the musical equivalency of screaming into a pillow. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, that's a great way to put it, man. I, oh man, that just came to me. That's a, wow. You know what? That needs that needs to be that. in the next song. <laughs> the the, the, right the symphony of feather. <laughs> yeah, I gotta make a note for Eddie here. Eddie, let's make that into a bumper sticker, okay? <laughs> <laughs> and, and speaking of Eddie, dude, I've been I've been getting to know him. He, he, dude, that's a solid cat there. 
he's he's a great guy. He's a really really super good guy, and it's I've gotten to know him. Obviously, I think the connection between myself and you, and the right. connection I have with Eddie, is through my brother Tim. Yeah, and just got to know Eddie over the years, and we would talk about guitars, and we talk about guitar strings, and we talk about bands, we talk about tours, and suddenly it became hey. Uh, you want to manage Angra's art, or I forget how it actually happened, but that's how it happened. And right. here we are today. Well, now let's, let's back up this just a little bit. Sure. When people start hearing your name more and more and more, mm-hmm. they need to realize that your brother is Tim Gaines of the Yellow and Black band from the 80s, <laughs> 90s, and early 2000s. Hey, I notice you're not mentioning their name, but I think I understand why. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't want to get sued by this. Oh, no, uh, that's exactly why. Yeah. So, <laughs> but now he's with Aldo Nova. Yeah, yeah, he's doing the Aldo Nova gig, and um, I don't know what their plan is. Uh, I heard that they had some kind of a tour lined up for summer. I don't know if it's going through. I don't know what's going on, but um, that's always as it relates as it relates to COVID and the pandemic and all that. So exactly. Well, well, but it's interesting. You know, you mentioned that uh, people should know that. It's. I think a lot of people go in expecting it's going to be a lot like that, and there's a lot of raised eyebrows and say, like, wait, wait, you're way too aggressive. And, uh, <laughs> so now know, we... and that's all good and well. I mean, yeah. I, I used to make the joke that Tim lived on the uh, lighter side of the house, and I lived on the heavier side of the house. So, right. uh... <laughs> <laughs> I had the basement. He had this, you know, the attic. It, it was just one of those yeah, things. kind of like that. kind of like the Brady kids. <laughs> so now, okay, in, in, in the uh, age realms here, uh, sure. which one of you guys is older? Tim is actually older than me by about, just about two years. Okay, so you grew up with him, you know, giving you noogies and stuff like that. Uh, wasn't exactly noogies, but yeah, a lot of that older <laughs> brother stuff, if you know what I'm saying. Right, at. exactly. <laughs> Trust me, there, there's eight years between me and my brother, and he's oh, older, so I got a lot of crap. A lot of it, I bet. <laughs> <laughs> but then again, you know, with him being eight years older, that turned me on to Kiss when I was five. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. that was pretty cool. Right, look at you today. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> look at me, I'm a monkey behind a mic. Woo! <laughs> this is my monkeys, and this is my circus, let's go. Uh, oh my gosh, that's great. <clears throat> yeah. but you know it, it people just don't sit back and, and, and look at musical families and that's what is really cool to me is families that that stay in music now are there oh, yeah. are there any other gains that are going to be doing anything or is it just you two well i don't know if tim ever told you any of this but i'll try and go through a little bit of the family history okay it, start, it starts with my grandfather's brother would that be my great uncle yes uh, okay, he was actually a radio personality in Anchorage, Alaska, in the like what 1930s, 1940s thereabouts. I'm guessing, and this is back in the day when well, you got to think around World War II. Nobody wanted to sound even remotely German, which our real last name is. Right. Yeah, <laughs> I noticed <laughs> so, that. Uh, you know, right. So he, uh, you know, at that point in time, he started going by the name of Reuben Gaines. Okay, all right. Because he took the last syllable of the name and uh, started going by Gaines with that. My dad's brother, my uncle, uh, ended up becoming a protege of Mel Torme. Uh, This guy was an amazing, amazing musician, songwriter. He's the kind of guy that could sit down at any instrument and play anything. Oh, wow. And he would do that. So he was actually in the process of releasing albums and establishing himself as a... a, very much like a Mel Torme type singer, but he was, unfortunately, he was killed in a plane crash in 1967. Oh, that but sucks. But there are record, there is at least one one full-length album and I think a few singles that are out that you can find online. So let's see, Cousins, got Cousins who are noted jazz musicians in the Pacific Northwest. Oh, wow. Mom and Dad, okay, 
my dad, of course, uh, you, everybody knows my dad's a preacher. Yeah. So he, uh, in addition to doing that, he was in barbershop quartets. He played horns, a different brass instrument going through college. He's actually got records of himself singing barbershop. My mom, who passed away a few years ago, she sang in the choir. She played piano. She would lead choir. She was uh-huh. everything with music. Okay, here we go. Now, I've got two sisters, uh, both of which got involved in worship music and actually did a lot. They, they've all released albums. Really? And they've all done. Yeah, so the whole family is ridiculously musical to the point where it's disgusting for people to come along with us. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there was a stretch there where at Christmas we had this thing going on where, okay, family dinner, uh, you got you to gotta sing for your dinner. Oh, and wow. It, just, it became a production. It's okay, this is getting out of hand. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's a very, very, very musical family. And that is awesome. It's, it's just amazing. It ran, it ran in the blood. I don't know where, where it came from, but there it is. So, uh, yeah. Well, that's wonderful, man. And that's awesome. So, okay, here's what we're going to do. We're going to take a, a little a little break is what I like to call it. But we're going to, we're going to do uh, uh, Unknowing, Undead. One of my favorites, man. I love this song. Oh, good Lord. That is just amazing. So, all right, let's get this thing rolling, and we'll be right back, okay? Awesome. Shut up, shut up. 
What is every musician's goal? Tone. Cutting through all the who makes what is exhausting. Colossal Cables has put you and your instrument first by using only the best of the best so you can achieve the tone you deserve. The old saying, you get what you pay for is no joke, but don't be price gouged by the inferior cables that loses tone by the foot. Colossal Cable has put the tone back in your hands. XLR mic cables, speaker cables, instrument cables. See their full line at www.colossalcable.com and take your tone back. All right, guys. Well, hey, I'm back, and I've got Steve Gaines with me, man. We've been having some fun here, you know, sure. while the song was playing. What is your biggest and funnest Spinal Tap moment? I wish you could see the look on my face right now. I literally, my eyes rolled around like a slot <laughs> machine. I'm thinking, wait. <laughs> I love um, catching people off guard with that one. Okay, so here we go. There was one time I was playing with uh, Abattoir, and this is maybe... What year was it? 2000, 2000 or 2001, I forget. But we were going to play in Kalamazoo, Michigan at a classic metal festival, and we would change flights in Cleveland. When we landed in Cleveland, all of our bags were misplaced. That's one thing. Okay. So we had to go all through the airport. They made it on the plane, but they couldn't find the bags. And oh. then it turns out they canceled our flight to Kalamazoo. Oh, man. Because, of, because it was, I found out later it was going to be in a little turboprop, and it was crossing over Lake, uh, what is that, Lake Michigan there? Yeah. Whatever yeah. it is, to, cross, you know, to get across from uh, Cleveland to Kalamazoo. So uh, we ended up having to rent a car and drive all night. So we got uh, was like four guys. It was a four-piece band at the time with all of our guitars, all of our bags in this <laughs> rental car, a little compact. And, of course, the only person that can't sleep in a moving vehicle is me. Right. So I can't sleep in a plane. I can't sleep on a train. I can't sleep in a car, whatever. So, oh, okay, Steve will drive. And besides that, he's sober. <laughs> <laughs> so I start driving. I'm thinking not, not that big of a deal. And about an hour into the trip, here comes that storm that canceled the flight for. And it may as well have been a typhoon. It was crazy. Oh. So I'm getting blown all over the freeway and whatever and you know, trying to get these things. And I look around. Every last person around me is asleep. <laughs> and I'm thinking, uh, guys, uh, you know, one of you, I finally figured out what can I do? So I'm like shifting the wheel, trying to shake them and wake them up and nothing's working. I said, guys, unless you guys want to die, somebody better wake up and keep me company. <laughs> <laughs> so what makes matters worse, we end up driving all night, no sleep. And it turns out that if we would have waited for a flight that was two hours later, we would have been in Cleveland because the storm passed or oh. we had been in Kalamazoo because the storm passed. So you make stupid choices on the road. Sometimes. Oh God. Yes. Oh, I, <laughs> yeah, I've, I've made yeah. some very interesting choices in my time. That's <laughs> fun stuff. Yeah. Well, you know, uh, I can't even go into that cause that's still in litigation, <laughs> but, <laughs> but no, the, the thing is, is people don't really get into the idea of, the worst thing that can happen, the, the, the travesties that they don't see behind the scenes, it, which is, you know, the, the complete, you know, Stonehenge being, you know, in danger of being trampled by a dwarf, you know. <laughs> <laughs> People don't ever really see that until oh, no. they, they hear the story about it. Yeah, it's it's amazing because usually it's because you want to do something like, like they showed in the movie. You do something that sounds grandiose at the time. Uh-huh. And you never realize until it actually happens how stupid it is. Oh, I can recall yeah. doing a gig one time. I was playing with tactics. Here's, I'm going all over the map. All over the map. Oh. Oh. And this is like getting towards late 90s when people started playing to sound effects on tracks and whatever. And dad uh -huh. tapes, if you recall dad tapes. I do. So we, right. So we figured, hey, let's try this. Well, the drummer we had at the time refused to wear headphones. 
and refuse to play to a click. He says, no, don't worry, I can play along to the Play along to it adrenaline kicks in and we were so far ahead of the click it it sounded like uh, a concert for that band in yellow and black that you were talking about using vocal tracks pre-recorded oh <laughs> did you say that <laughs> but, you know, we were so far off of the uh off the track we actually had to kill it. we had to kill power to finish the song it's like oh that didn't work and uh, <laughs> that was not fun oh uh, yeah and, stupid things. <laughs> but it's those it's those small things that if it doesn't break up the band it just makes the band so much stronger Oh yeah, of course. <laughs> because of course. there are times when you're sitting there and you'll hear something go off, and you'll be like, "Huh, that wasn't supposed to go there." Right. And like just like, okay. just like a How second ago. Wheels, right. How long till the wheels fall off? Right. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I'm I'm sitting here. I'm I'm trying I'm trying to turn up my headphones on my uh-huh. board, and I actually hit one of my cue buttons. That's Uh-oh. what that music was a minute ago. <laughs> Oh gosh, I didn't hear anything. It didn't come across on the phone. So, uh, but uh, well, for anybody that's listening to this, uh, there you go. This is what happens in the real world. Exactly. <laughs> well, one of the one of the greatest things that I ever did in the world. When I'll talk about one of my personal Spinal Tap moments. Hmm. We were uh, doing some stuff at a radio station, and I just I just wasn't in it that day. You know, I, my my head was not wrapped around. Hey, I'm oh, yeah. on the air, and yeah. I'm sitting there. I'm talking to this guy, and I. I you know how I talk. I, I I have a lot of expletives that come out because they enunciate and make the words yep. so much better. You're doing very well today, by the way, I should show you. <laughs> oh, thank you, man. It, <laughs> <laughs> I got sleep. So Yeah, that helps. So I'm sitting there and, and I'm sitting there talking about this other DJ in the same town is at another station. Uh-huh. And I just go off about how big of a tool nozzle no. he is and i'm just no, going no. on and on and the producer raises his head up over the back of the yeah, console no. looks at me and goes yeah. um we're live oh, <laughs> i no. go what he goes yeah your mic's hot oh, dude. <laughs> i was like all right well hey scott how you doing buddy april yeah. fools in yeah. june <laughs> it, right I'm just, it's not april is it <laughs> <laughs> that's rough man well it, it is what it is yeah but, uh. I'll, I'll be honest with you. Not all of us get along like we should because everybody thinks that their station is the best station to be with, and that, but it's not. You know, we we all have our own demons we have to fight inside there. They're called GMs, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> and things just go crazy sometimes. It oh, is yeah, what it is. Yeah. I make no excuses for anything <laughs> I've ever done ever because either I've learned from it or I've married it. Gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, oh, but the current one's good, right? Oh, dude, man! Oh, you met you met Amy down at the uh, guitar I show. I sure did. She's a sweet gal. She is, and and she is she has never been a part of the rock and roll world before. So oh, really, yeah, I opened the room. <laughs> She's sitting there. And, well, uh, what was it? Two two and a half years ago, something like that. We did a show in Central Kansas that we had uh, Starship with Mickey Thomas, Foghat, <laughs> Head East, Skid Row, Banshee. No, Jason. Okay. And, yeah, I mean a lot of big, and I'm just sitting there talking to these guys because I've known them for years. Sure. And she looks at me one at one point. And she goes, you, "You're talking to these guys like they're just regular people." I'm like, "Well, they they are." Last time they I checked, people. they wiped their butts the same way. It's, and Mickey it's, Thomas it's, looked at me and he goes, "You don't have somebody to do it for you." <laughs> <laughs> I said, "No, I haven't made it to your caliber yet, Mick." <laughs> Oh my gosh, that's funny. I think it was um, years ago, years ago, that one common denominator, and I hate to use the butt wiping thing, but we will, (laughs) um, 
the one common denominator between between the guy living on the street and the Pope is that everybody has to take a dump and everybody ultimately has to take care of themselves afterwards. Right. And that's what that's it. People start you start putting people on platforms and they're really not that. They're really just human beings. And oh, for yeah. those who those who meet celebrities for the first time, um, they they look at them as and just the most uh makes them feel so uncomfortable where they just want to be treated like a human being just hey man how you doing whatever and just right would you right on let that be that but yeah it's it's funny watching people react oh it <laughs> is and you know I'll, I'll, i do got to say this uh the mm. guys in skid row they came in uh, a day before the show uh-huh. and we were just kind of hanging out at one of the local establishments sure. uh, having dinner and everybody was just so cool i mean while they were sitting there eating they didn't get bothered but when they got done and they started mingling around People was like, mm-hmm. hey, man, great to have you out here and all that. They loved that. Sure. We went to a bar. I mean, good God, we didn't pay for food or drinks the entire night because everybody's like, hey, wow. I've got you. I'm like, yeah, it's game on. Oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> I'm a big guy. I can eat and drink. So, <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, it, it, was just, it was just one of those things that everybody in that, I mean, have you ever been to Central Kansas? Actually, I can't say that I have. You've got to go sometime because it is so the, – the people there are so amazing. Yeah, I want to go. I actually have got this thing for Kansas. I'd actually want to go explore the old Santa Fe Railroad routes, believe it or not. Uh, dude, I'm a model railroader. Bring it. Let's Uh-oh. go. Oh, here we go. Now I know I would get along. <laughs> what scale? H-O. Okay, I'm an N scaler. So, uh, But, yeah, I mean, everything in N scale is finally being made the way I liked it for many, many years. Yep. So. Uh, well, That's a different topic for a different day, I'll tell you what. <laughs> it is, it is, man. But, hey, now we got another podcast to go off of. Hi, this oh, is Chris yeah. with the model railroading today. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those are some interesting folks. We'll leave it at that. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I used to own a, actually, I actually used to own a model railroading painting company. I used to do in-scale uh, uh, HO and O-gauge uh, custom painting stuff. What was stuff. the name of it? What Ac- was the name of it? Acme Model Railroad. You've got to be kidding me. No. I'm... I remember looking at your ads back in the magazines back in the day. <laughs> okay. And in fact, was considering in, it had nothing to do with you, but I was thinking, do I really want to ship this out to somebody or do I want to learn how to paint by myself? And I learned how to paint by myself. Well, you know, the thing is when I was at the height of mm-hmm. what was, what would be, what would be considered the, the kit bashing custom paint job. I was, love these terms, man. Nobody understands any of this stuff. You're speaking a language <laughs> I don't speak with. It. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I do. <laughs> But I'll put this out there because it's just like guitars and amps. Mm-hmm. Harry Cotto came mm-hmm. in and bought me out. Really? Yes, because I was doing. Now here's here's something I want you kids to go check out: the SD90 Mac Union oh, Pacific. And you were painting it. I was painting it. That's all I was doing. I was getting all my stuff from uh, Dana Stark in uh, Colorado. I was just Dude, painting. You were, 90, you were doing the 90 Mac paint jobs. Yes, wow. and. Oh, uh, man. Harry Cotto come in. He goes, Hey, he goes, here's the deal. I'll give you $20,000 to own your name or I will sue you and take your name. Make well, an offer you can't refuse. Well, Hey man, let's go get drunk. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. and, and that's what it was. And, and a lot of people don't understand it. That's how the music business too. Uh, oh yeah. Gosh, they have no clue. No, if I mean, funny. if you ever look, and I'm sure you do, if you ever look at something like Blabbermouth, for example, uh-huh. And it's amazing. The, the most fun about it is reading the comments from people. Yeah. People that assume everybody's wealthy. They have no oh. idea how much money there isn't in that industry at all. Oh, yeah. I mean, even, even the super huge, you know, uh, 
what would super huge be one step below dave Grohl? super huge yeah. um you know they don't have any money they do like if they're not on the road if they're not on the road playing they're not working in this past year killed a lot of those people oh yeah uh yeah well i'm i'm good i'm i'm friends with mitch malloy from great white sure and this last year i mean he's he's basically gone stir crazy yeah and yeah so so many artists i mean lita ford mm-hmm. vixen uh, all right. these, ba- all these, the, the female bands, sure. they don't have the 1980s and early 90s posters to sell anymore. Exactly, they don't understand this. And, and and people are like, oh, they're rock stars. No, man, they're just like you and me. It's just they have a talent. <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah. It's funny. I get I get this from people, and this sounds like I'm bragging. I'm not, but I get this from people all the time. They reach out to me and they ask me for what do you have in your collection that I can that you can give me or I can buy from you. I said, guys, I lived in the backseat of my car for a little while. You know, uh, I got nothing. <laughs> exactly. And they don't, you mean you didn't put it away in storage and pay for it? How? Yeah. You know, I mean, this stuff. I mean, I sold all this junk off when I was a youngster because I needed to eat back then, you know, 85, uh-huh. 86 and whatever. Yep. And so I, need, I needed to try and get by. So I didn't carry it around in the backseat of my car because I was sleeping in it. Yeah. Well, and, and, <laughs> and now here's something that'll that'll hit with you that's sure. pretty close. Uh, <clears throat> I remember when uh, your brother was living in Wichita, Kansas. Yes. With friends because he yep. lost everything. And, and you know, it's a tough one, but people don't realize that if, if that income, if you're not working, that income is not coming in. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, imagine if you stayed home from your job at whatever job it is, you uh-huh. know, I mean, bless you for whatever you do, but imagine you stay home and suddenly you don't have that source of income anymore. What are you going to do? Are you still going to be driving around in that Ferrari? Uh, right. Yeah. It, people, people don't understand. And in all reality, let's face it right now, it is scary to oh, invest yeah. in the stock market. You can't oh, gotcha. invest your money anywhere because you don't know what's going to happen next. Yeah, it's crazy. It is. It's crazy. And that's yet another topic for another day. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we're coming up with all these ideas. We should do a podcast. Yeah, no. Oh, we're, wait. Way, we're way off script, aren't we? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, we're not. You know why? Because <laughs> right now we're going to play Time Devours Life. Oh, isn't that perfect? Dude, it, it came that's full circle. That's the how music they work, kids. <laughs> the music gods are smiling down upon yeah. us. When we come back from this, Chris, when we come back from this yeah. song, I'm going to tell you the story about how this song developed because this song shouldn't exist, but it's uh, it's a great story. Absolutely, man. All right, well, hey, let's play the song, and we'll be right back with Steve okay. Gaines. All right. What is every musician's goal? Tone. Cutting through all the who makes what is exhausting. Colossal Cables has put you and your instrument first by using only the best of the best so you can achieve the tone you deserve. The old saying, you get what you pay for is no joke, but don't be price gouged by the inferior cables that loses tone by the foot. Colossal Cable has put the tone back in your hands. XLR mic cables, speaker cables, instrument cables. See their full line at www.colossalcable.com and take your tone back. Come on. 
Well, we're back with Steve Gaines. All right, Steve, you, you gave us a little teaser on how this song uh, came about. Okay. Came about. Okay. So we were getting ready to do the, um, it was the Hubris Incorporated album. And our bass player at the time, just he, he would uh, send these random text messages to me all the time. He would say, uh, you know, you should do this. You should do that. And it was always, well, why don't you do this? He says, well, I'm just the bass player. You know, <laughs> but anyway, one day he sends me this text message out of the blue it says you should write a song called time devours life and it just hit me like a ton of bricks that song happened literally in about two or three minutes and uh unfortunately he he left the band before we even got close to recording it but because he gave me the song title i had to share writing credits with him oh wow <laughs> but he didn't write a note he didn't write a lyric that was all that was all written by myself but it's a great song and there's a video that accompanies it that you can actually see on uh, youtube and what happens with that is just about how everything is going so fast. You don't real. I mean, you you have no time to do anything anymore. Right. And and like the lyric, "Time devours life. Time is a luxury that I don't have. You're wasting my time." Mm-hmm. It's beautiful. It is. It, it it's <laughs> it's a it's a life symphony. It is. It is in about a, in about two and a half minutes. <laughs> <laughs> two, two and a half minutes of screaming, and here you go. Oh yeah, exactly. It's normal. Yeah. Well. <laughs> In our world, it is. Yeah, of course it is. <laughs> but I, a lot of people don't realize that when you mm. get into music and you and you start finding your niche, not everybody finds their niche with the first band, second band, third no. band, fourth band. No. It, it takes time to find what you love and what you what where your creative juices really flow. Right, your wheelhouse, so to exactly. Speak. And I think with uh, AAA, you found it, man. Thank you. And yeah, I would agree with that. It kind of happened by accident. It really did. Um, before before I did this demo, there was one of those bands called Pagan War Machine that uh, was with uh, Jim Durkin, who's a guitar player for Dark Angel. Okay. Now, uh, he and I, we were working together, and that was I had always been writing music like this, and it was always too much for this band, too much for that band. It didn't fit into this band's legacy mm-hmm. or this band's style or history. But I was always doing this. I'm eternally grateful to Jim for it's like, okay, look, here's an avenue. You can finally write this stuff. And the rest is history. Right. That band fell apart, but that's exactly what uh, – Anger is Art is exactly what uh, Pagan War Machine was going for. So, um, yeah, that's where that came from. Well, that, that's awesome. And yeah. you know, when, you, when you start really getting into uh, the music, it I can tell – personally, I can tell that you've taken a lot of time in choosing an amp tone – You've taken time in choosing mm. a guitar tone. Mm. Okay, now we're talking. And, and yeah, and and it's gotten to the point of where you've probably recorded that song three or four times with three or four different guitars, three or four different amps, and then you go, okay, this is it. Which time to Bowers Life? Yes. No, that was actually um, he actually discovered the guitar tone a couple of records prior to that. So this was okay. real simple, and. Uh, <laughs> Um, well, blew that out of our thanks, man. Sorry about that. But, you know, <laughs> there is an amp, and it's funny because people people look at me like, why do you play those things? And I just do. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're familiar with the Ampeg VL series. Yes, yes. Uh, they were designed by Lee Jackson. 
this. You know the story. Okay, well, you're you're uh, you're a model railroader and you, and all that, so you understand why it's important to know all the nomenclature and data and data and stuff. Like exactly. That. <laughs> but yeah, I um, years ago when I was playing with the band Tactics, um, both the guitar players ended up using these Ampeg VLs, and I was using an SBT at the time. And we just had this wall of Ampeg sound, and I was playing bass at the time. Okay. So when I rotated over to playing guitar, it's the exact tone I wanted. For those that don't know, it's like a hot-rotted JCM 800, which is what uh, Lee uh, Lee Jackson used to do out right. here in L.A. And it's, if you know Marshalls at the time, if you know JCM 800s, JCM 900s, you had to go through 10 before you found one that sounded right. Yeah, exactly. And you, these Ampegs right off the assembly line sound like a really, really good JCM 800. So I, I've been playing the Ampeg BL since forever. That was recorded with the BL. Mm -hmm. And also I used my, uh, I used my, what do you call it, my black uh, 2002 Les Paul uh, standard. Which nice. is, you know, has EMG pickups. It's just, it's the total metal sound. Uh -huh. But it's funny because some people look at that to go, no, you should, you know, you should play a Jackson or you should play an Ibanez. No, 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 uh. dude, I'm sorry. I'm old school. It's the it's the Les Paul Marshall sound, which the Ampegs do perfectly. Right. And that's what it should be. It's just a very basic guitar sound. Well, okay, so here's a challenge for you, man. Here's something I want you to check out. Okay. Go on YouTube and look at this new amp that Lee Jackson just came out with. Which one? Uh, it's the Metaltronics uh, M2000. M2000? I thought he was out of business now. No, no dude, he's, he's, he's in Austin building amps again. Good. Yeah. Good. Uh, the guy's a genius. Oh, he yeah, is. The M2000. Okay, because the M1000 was amazing. Oh, dude, I used to have those things. Oh, uh, yeah, you know. What, what turned me on to those was those were the mm -hmm. only amps used at the uh, Moscow Peace Festival. Is that right? Yes. I didn't know that. Uh, his guitar amps, were in, they used those and Ampegs, uh, amp, the SVT Ampegs. But wow. the, the guitar amps were all Metaltronics because that, that was the only ones that the, the Russian government would allow in. Wow, that's a nice coup for him, isn't it? Right. <laughs> but no, yeah, a, a good friend of mine uh, is actually, he said he's going to get me hooked up with Lee here sometime soon. I'm going to try to score oh, one yeah. of those 2000s to take out there. To, oh, yeah. Yeah. Good but, for you, man. That'd be a nice, that'd be a nice haul to get. Oh. <laughs> but and they're still handmade. Oh, yeah. You remember course. when Ampeg came out with that ridiculous uh, Lee Jackson head that you had to have the key to turn on? and <laughs> That's the one, That's the, what the BLs are. Okay. <laughs> yeah, with the key. But, I mean, fortunately, the keys that I I had to buy them all used, the keys are all long gone. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's that's that amp. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. So never shut that thing off, man, you got to get a technician to wire the, wire the switch out. <laughs> when, in all reality, do you know what it was? What was it? It was just a. Uh, I just broke the leg, didn't it? it no, it, it was the key for uh, Singer drying machines for like laundry mats. You've got to be kidding! No. <laughs> oh man, I'm gonna see if I can find any of those. I'm gonna write that down here. If I can find some, I can put keys back in all my amps. Right. Yeah. Well, actually, <laughs> actually, just get old Lee. I think he's got like cases of those keys. Does he really? Wow. I will do that. I'll reach out. I'm glad to know he's in business. I, I had heard that he was out of business now. Uh, he, he, he was for a while. I think okay. what the deal was was a, a legal agreement with Ampeg. Probably, yeah. So he just kind of like went under the table for a while and was doing yeah. nothing. I would, I, I personally would love for him to build me a three-channel preamp. Because mm. mm. I, I love the you, Saldano SP77. I love it. That's okay. one of the greatest ones. But could you imagine okay. one made by Lee Jackson? Well, let me tell you this. I've got, one of the amps I have is the VL503, which Lee designed, which okay. is a three-channel combo amp. Right. 
running at 50 watts, but you've got the the MK77 sound, you've got the VL1000, uh, the VL502 sound, and then you've also got a clean channel that is to die for. Right. It's it's an incredible amp, and it's funny because I got it and I stopped using it. Then just recently, I started using it again. So um, yeah, it's just an amazing piece of equipment. Weighs about 500 pounds, but uh... <laughs> dude, he didn't build anything light. <laughs> no, no, no. I think he, I think he had a concrete deal or something like that. You pour concrete at the bottom of these amps, right? <laughs> It's, SVP, it's, watch me. <laughs> it's either that or tungsten, one of the two. It's... <laughs> but yeah, he's he's made some incredible amps, and yeah, I can imagine him doing a three channel amp, a three channel preamp now. Yeah, and and from what I was told, mm-hmm. uh, these these new M two thousands, like ninety percent of the parts or some crazy number like that. I'm not. Don't quote me on the ninety percent. Uh-huh. Are made out of F sixteens. Huh? Interesting. I wonder why. Just uh, I would imagine like, like capacitors and stuff like that. It's just oh, gotcha. all this stuff came out of an F six F sixteen fighters. <laughs> How cool is that, dude? That I makes mean, me think. Are F 16s obsolete now? Well, you know, with the F one eleven and all and stuff like that. Yeah, they're pretty. You know. Here we go. Now we're talking aircraft. We talk about <laughs> everything, man. You realize? <laughs> I'm a cornucopia <laughs> of knowledge, <laughs> a plethora of information. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Funny man, I always, I always call myself. I joke. I'm like Cliff Clavin on uh, on uh, Cheers. I have all right. useless information, right? Yeah, and it's a little known fact. That... <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, it's a little known fact that cats actually do not have nine lives. <laughs> you hit them with a the car once, they're done. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but then again, think about it. Hmm. Uh, it, it now let's hear, let's go in another direction here. Okay. The guy who plays Cliff Clavin. John uh, John Ratzenberger. Yes. John mm-hmm. has been in all Pixar movies, and they've all done incredibly well, except for the oh, yeah. one he was not in, and it bombed. Which one was that? I don't know. Nobody heard of it. <laughs> but, but Ratzenberger, he, he's like their golden goose, man. He's got that voice that could lend itself to any any one of those characters so well. So, oh yeah, yeah <laughs> but he, I, from what I understand, he's been in every Pixar movie, so <laughs> except for the one nobody can remember. <laughs> <laughs> that reminds me of the joke I heard. Hey, did you hear the latest? <laughs> what? No, neither did I. <laughs> exactly. So hey, you hear about the guy that lost his whole left side? He's all right. <laughs> Don't get me started. Okay, okay, here we go. Uh, No, I've got one for you now. Do you hear about the kid? (laughs) Do you hear about the kid down in Florida who was born without eyebrows or uh, eyelash or eyelids? That's what it's eyelids. Okay, what happened? Well, when they circumcised him, they used that skin to make him, you know, eyelids. Now he's a little cockeyed. (laughs) 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 Quick, go to a song. Quick, DEFCON 3. <laughs> oh, man, oh, man. Yeah, I got to say it, man. I have, I'm having so much fun talking with well, you I'm about glad. this stuff because... Yeah, I'm glad so much. So many people have such big sticks up their asses. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, well, part of the problem is this, and I'm sure you know this in the business you're in. Everybody's got a product to sell. Oh, yeah. And they, they want to sell their product. Yes, I do too. But the other side of the coin is, is you gotta you gotta be a human being to people. If you just treat them like they're a product or an ATM, they're mm-hmm. not gonna care. Oh my gosh, you gotta be you've gotta be decent to people, and nobody's decent to anybody anymore. They're not. It drives, it drives me nuts. 
Well, I'm, I'm sitting here looking at, at four Anger is Art CDs that I've listened to. Okay. We had six, but... Uh, you gave me four of print. them. Yes, the other two are out of print. Yes. Anyway. So I'm, I'm sitting here, and I, I, I get home from the guitar show, and I'm, I'm looking at these mm-hmm. things. I go, well, I'm, I'm going to listen to these, see what, see what they have to offer. <laughs> I was like, holy God. It, yeah. it, it's like somebody took uh, a mindset and put it to thrash. There you go. Uh, uh, so many, so many bands who are a part of thrash. They're just singing about stuff. And they're really not even singing about it. They're just angry and upset and want to be the next Glenn Danzig to right. put a meaning behind it. Right. I get a lot of that. I know exactly what you're saying, and you're right. It's but, sad, but it's true. But, and there's a lot of it. And it's just there's so many boxes you need to tick in order to play thrash. Oh. Um, you, you have to. There's. I don't get it, and I'm just gonna I'm just gonna throw it out there, and I'm probably gonna piss a few people off. But I've never done that before. <laughs> um, you know, I don't get the whole idea. Now, now there's the retro high tops and skateboards and the backwards, uh, the hat flip, the flat rimmed hat flipped up, and all. I don't get it. What, yeah. Why? And the collection of comic books. Okay, if you're really into all this stuff, fantastic. But why is it that if you're in, if you like the music, you have to do all these stupid little things along the side? And I always reduce it back to a blind person with all due respect to everybody. A blind person doesn't see this. All they have is the music. Do they like the music or not? Exactly. Yeah. And, yeah. Well, okay. So, so like suicidal tendencies, uh, okay. anthrax, uh-huh. uh, Oh, good God. There's so many of them that I, I'm just, my brain is just overloading. Right. Uh, right. you know, the Glenn Danzig's the misfits. There's yeah. e- even early Metallica. Right. It, it was it was such a big movement, mm-hmm. and now nobody does it. I, l- let's face it. When Glenn Danzig left the mess, Misfits and did his own mm-hmm. thing, mm-hmm. it became commercialized because of Mother. Yeah. Yes, I agree. So when you find a thrash band that, that's, that stayed true, I mean, Suicidal Tendencies, when they got their first video deal, they switched. Right. The, the, there's so much pressure and so much money, and people are investing because they want to make a living. Exactly. The, the record labels don't want you to do this anymore. They want you to do right. this, and yep. thrash lost its way. Absolutely it did, which is why it died out and turned into what? <laughs> Arena metal. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> well, and, and you know, I, I'm, I am a Metallica fan. Sure. I truly am. But mm-hmm. Garage Days, you know, Master of Puppets, uh, well, Kill Them All. Right. Those were incredible albums. Absolutely, they were. When they got to Injustice for All, it right. switched. I, the switch was flipped and they turned. They, right. they weren't gonna... that angry metal band anymore. Right. And I think that doesn't have anything to do with Cliff passing away and Jason coming. No, I don't believe that at all. It's just it's the direction they started going. It turned into this strange kind of a prog that I still don't get. Um, To me, the ultimate uh, the ultimate Metallica record is still Ride the Lightning. And I could without a doubt, I could listen to that record every day since since 1986, Uh 35 years ago, brother. Holy smokes. Right. But um, I could listen to that record. And it still has the same impact today that it did to me back then. I can remember where I was the first time I heard it. And mm-hmm. I was just like, wow, they took a left turn after Kill Em All. But, um, yeah. Well, and, and I mean, yeah. Welcome Home Sanitarium. 
Sure. Dude, great song. Great incredible. song. Incredible. Mm-hmm. But then you have one. Right. Okay, great. That was that was a very cool movie. You know, uh, was it Andy, Get Your Gun or whatever it was? Sure. Uh-huh. It was a great, great movie, and it, it had that song had great meaning to it, but it wasn't the angry that we were used to. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Uh, the new the new Metallica albums are yeah, let's go, yeah, let's rip some seats out of an arena, let's throw them at each other. To <laughs> wh- why is your stage falling apart and what are you doing? Yeah, but a lot of people bought into it. It brought a in a whole new fan base. Right. They sold a lot of records. Then we won't. I mean, then the obvious cut off to there was the Black Album. But <laughs> don't get me started but, on yeah. that piece of crap. Exactly. <laughs> you know, that's why we talk about the first four Metallica records. Yes. And um, and it, it just comes kind of seems to die off after that. Yeah. It, and that's... With all respect to them. I mean, obviously, they've done something that, that none of the rest of us have done. Well, yeah. It, and I will say this. I will say this. One of the most beautiful things. I'm taking a left turn here. Okay. One of the most beautiful things I've seen is the fact that uh, Kirk Hammett had to be talked into buying the Gary Moore, Peter Green, Les Paul. Yeah. As you, I'm sure you know the story, mm-hmm. but when he heard that Peter Green was in, Peter Green was in bad health, and he actually took the guitar with him back to England so Peter could play it one more time. Right. Things like that, and the fact that he's taking that guitar out on tour, and of course people are so mad at him. How could Kirk possibly do this? I can't think of a better steward of that guitar. I oh said, yeah. The value raises that much more. So now you got Peter Green, Gary Moore, who's one of my ultimate, if not the ultimate, heroes, and then Kirk playing this guitar. Yeah. What history! Well, oh, it, history is coming through that piece of wood. Exactly, and but see now, uh, I, I okay, I I am very tied to the early four albums from Metallica. Okay, sure. Mm-hmm. But I gotta agree a hundred percent with James Hetfield when he said he goes, "You're right. We did sell out. We sold out this arena. We sold out yep. this arena. We sold." Yep. And that's part of the business. Yes, numbers don't lie. Exactly. And so when when have you have you ever been to the Sprint Center in Kansas City? Uh, I have not. It is a huge tire looking thing that Elton John couldn't sell it out. You're kidding. No. Uh, Garth Brooks, who blocked seven or eight days to be there, sold right. it out only six days. Wow. It was awfully ambitious, wasn't it? <laughs> I mean, you, you add the eighth, the seventh, and eighth day only after the first six sell out. Well, uh, okay, so here's the deal. When blocked, I'm sorry. Yeah, that's yeah. The key word. When when uh, Garth Brooks when the, when he came to Kansas City when he got mm-hmm. really really big, stupid big, right. he sold out Kemper Arena seven uh-huh. days in a row, which tied with Ted Nugent. Sure, <laughs> Ted so, back in the day. Yeah, yeah. So and. Out of respect to Ted, he's like, I'm not doing an eighth day. I want wow. Ted to still be on top of this. Wow. So he had that opportunity to get that money, he didn't just out of respect. Wow. Yes. That now that, that puts Garth on a whole new level with me. Oh yeah, I would agree with that. And uh so I actually I was walking around the corridors there of uh Kemper Arena and here comes this guy on this bicycle just looking goofy as hell. Mm-hmm. Cowboy boots, shorts, and a cowboy hat and a wife beater on. I looked at him, I go, you need some help, man. <laughs> and it was Garth. He goes, no, I'm just riding my bike. I was like, all right, cool, man. And that's the first time I met him. How funny but, that is. But, you know, people don't realize the production that goes into this big name. Metall- oh, yeah. Metallica is not a, uh, an underground skateboard riding uh, 
messed up kid band anymore. Right. No, no, no. They're a corporation. Exactly. I mean, that's why they, when, uh, I can't remember, is it Torello? Was that how you pronounce his last name? Uh, Rob Trujillo. Trujillo. Yeah. When he came into the band, mm-hmm. they gave him a million dollars right, and a quarter shares. That's amazing. I mean, the million is one thing, but the quarter share, in other words, you got to, uh, you know, you're in there on yeah. this, on all of this old material as well. It's amazing. Or it's just going forward, whatever it is. Yeah, but see, that 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 says not only are they good guys, they have a business yeah. sense, and they back what they're saying. Yes. So. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That, it, I could go on to a tangent about so many different bands that, that do stuff like that. Of course. But I won't because, you know, I don't want the <laughs> brothers coming after me. So, <laughs> and, and for people who are listening, yes, there is a band that has brothers in it that are complete a-holes. Just saying. Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm not even going to get into that. We, we talked about that in Dallas. <laughs> we did, actually. <laughs> hey, you're the bass player, but we're going to have somebody else do it. You're welcome. Take a day off. Right. <laughs> It's funny because I had so many people coming to me. Of course, I'm not going to mention names, but coming and saying, you know, I couldn't tell the difference between the new guy and your brother. And I said, this is because my brother didn't play in any records. They didn't let him. Exactly. They got, they got the same studio cat playing on those records. Yeah. Well, it, and so I did, I did a little research. Okay. So mm-hmm. Me and you were talking down there, and I was like, no, I think you only played on this, this, and this. Okay. So there was an added track to the first album uh-huh. that he played on. Okay. Then in... One, two, three albums later, he played four songs mm-hmm. on a fifth album. Right. And that's when the implosion happened. Right. It was situational. Yeah. Just a second. You know, we're for the ones we think are gonna be hits, we're gonna make sure it's a studio guy. Exactly. And uh, okay, that was the that was the flavor of the month at the time. I get it, but yep. it was just it just seems so underhanded. It, uh, t- not not only to you, but everybody else in the music industry. I, mm-hmm. I, I mean, I've, we, I've actually talked to uh, other people about that and they're like, you know, if you're going to be a, uh, a face for an album or a face for a, a tour, that's fine. But tell me that up front. Right. You know, don't, yes. don't, don't puppet me along. Exactly. So, exactly. But anyways, Hey, I wish great stuff for your brother. Cause I mean, dude, all oh, yeah. come on. That's some good stuff. And the new music's really cool as well. So yeah, it I'm is. Just really happy for him. And he actually plays on it. <laughs> well, there's that. <laughs> but <Ba-da-da. laughs> But I'm both, yeah. I know. So, man, I better get that interview with the brothers up really soon before this goes on the air. <laughs> I love it, man. That's awesome. But actually, tomorrow uh, I've got uh, the keyboard player, and he's actually the tour manager of Vixen. He's going to be on. Oh, cool! Right on. So I'm like, if, yeah, is uh, Leslie Tyson? He's really, really great keyboard player. He's, nice, nice, and he's nice. from Kansas City, like I am. So that's just really better. You go. There you go. So, anyways, all right, brother, man, I'm gonna let you go, man. I've had you tied up here for almost 40 minutes. Um, 40 minutes. I know. Well, we we got to play more songs. We're gonna, you know what? Actually, By the time I'm, we cut songs in here, then it's gonna end up being about an hour, isn't it? <laughs> hey, kids, how does radio work? <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't. It doesn't pay the bills. It doesn't do anything. I actually have a part-time job at an auto parts place to pay for me playing in radio. And do you know why we do that, kids? Because we love what we do. Exactly. And that's the name of the game. As long as you love what you do and you do it from an honest place, you're good. You're good to go. You know, 
<laughs> saying that kind of tongue in cheek, um, <laughs> there was a guy, there, there is a guy who uh, has a very big radio syndication. And up until now, he was a very nice guy and all that. He wasn't he, in Dallas, was he? Um, <clears throat> maybe. But anyways, he, uh, <laughs> he uh, has gone into what I'm doing now. Mm-hmm. And he's just, he unfriended me on Facebook. <laughs> yeah, it's the same guy. He's, he's trying to, uh, he tried to blackball me out of two places. Uh, first one worked. The second one, they're like, dude, shut up, go away. Yeah. <laughs> what, what, competition or just because he's kind of a. He, he, he's an a hole that has uh, competition issues. And it, 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 it's like I tell, it's like I tell everybody. There, there are 480,000 radio stations just in the continental United States. Sure. There's room for all of us. Of course there is. And of course there is. You know, I, I just, I don't get it. I, I'm like, okay, whatever you do, you, I'll do me. And you know, Hey, let, let's just get along for the, for the fans. Right. Exactly. And if somebody's standing there, Oh man, you're right. You're absolutely correct. Blah, blah, blah. As soon as that person leaves, he's like, you're a, you know, <laughs> whatever. Yeah. Man. Yeah. You, you do you boo boo and you know whatever happens in the end happens in the end i'm not in i'm not in this to make a million dollars i'm in this for the fans which you've uh, forgotten cool. about you dick wait did i say that out loud i love it man that's funny all right man well you know what i'm gonna go out with this thing i'm gonna do two of them uh aim for the heart and uh praise the fire hand dude let's do those two and we run out of this awesome. I appreciate it, man. And animal, thanks for so much for having us. Yeah, hey, no problem. Me, when I say when I say me, I say us because it, it's representing all the guys. And uh, just for anybody that is concerned, we are due to get into the studio come July first and work on album number seven. Finally, uh, it took forever as a result of COVID, but right. we ended up because we sat and got a chance to sit and sulk about me uh, about where our station in life is and write new music. Mm-hmm. So it's a much better record. <laughs> <laughs> We're not going in there just flying off the handle going off we're just actually thinking about this <laughs> exactly so it's all good but dude i appreciate the time thank oh, you so no much problem. For thanks for being a good solid stand-up dude and keep doing what you're doing oh thank you so much man i appreciate that and everybody check it out anger as art you guys go on their website go on their facebook page buy their stuff dude you're not going to be disappointed in any part of these uh, releases they've got i i love it go on youtube and check it out first man because it's just phenomenal yeah, yeah absolutely youtube in fact you can actually go on to uh Bandcamp and we got all um all six of the current albums they're available for listen and i don't know what the download thing is but you can check them out there too awesome man well hey i'm gonna hopefully steer everybody in that direction you have a great day man likewise dude you do the same thank you for the time hey no problem everybody mr steve gaines Yay. i'm <laughs> got my hands in the air <laughs> <laughs> look you can see this <laughs> Right? (laughs) What is every musician's goal? Tone. Cutting through all the who makes what is exhausting. Colossal Cables has put you and your instrument first by using only the best of the best so you can achieve the tone you deserve. The old saying, you get what you pay for is no joke, but don't be price gouged by the inferior cables that loses tone by the foot. Colossal Cable has put the tone back in your hands. XLR mic cables, speaker cables, instrument cables. See their full line at www.colossalcable.com and take your tone back.
What is every musician's goal? Tone. Cutting through all the who makes what is exhausting. Colossal Cables has put you and your instrument first by using only the best of the best so you can achieve the tone you deserve. The old saying, you get what you pay for is no joke, but don't be price gouged by the inferior cables that loses tone by the foot. Colossal Cable has put the tone back in your hands. XLR mic cables, speaker cables, instrument cables. See their full line at www.colossalcable.com and take your tone back. Stands up. 
the bush and the pole Regurgitated heart and the 